It's time to put on those oven mitts because it's time to bring the heat with Christian Brown. And welcome to another episode of Bringing the Heat. I'm your host, Christian Rao, and we have another episode for 30 teams in 30 days. We head to Wrigleyville, and we're talking to the amazing Kat Garcia. You can find her on Twitter, at the Baseball Girl. She is a freelance journalist for some very impressive, very impressive places that she's been to so far. She's been a freelance journalist for The Athletic, for MLB.com, the Chicago Sun-Times, Fangraphs, and Baseball prospectus hi cat how you doing great thanks for having me well thank you for joining i am very excited to have you on the podcast and i'm excited to talk about the chicago cubs with you uh, you know a lot of people love to talk about the chicago cubs it's one of the the top america teams if you will and it's definitely a big one in the midwest i have a lot of st louis cardinal fans that listen to this podcast so we will see how they feel about this episode but oh, let's <laughs> so let's talk about this 2020 Chicago Cub team first. They made the playoffs in the expanded playoffs, but they didn't go far. Miami Marlins got the best of them. It was the first year of David Ross being the manager. They wind up, you know, departing with a longtime Kyle Schwarber. They bring in a couple of guys this offseason. We can talk about them in a minute. But what was your thoughts about 2020 with this Cubs team? Obviously not the result they were looking for as they were eliminated in the first round. Yeah, I think one of the things that I always wanted to point out with any sort of rebuild situation, but especially since I um, began covering the Cubs pretty much around the time that this rebuild began. So, you know, a lot of us have seen it from cover to what we now can anticipate as cover. Um, and I think what I always noticed during 2015 and 2016 was that this is a great core. They're all growing together. They all won together. They all clicked. But that just means that their downtrends are all going to hit together. They're all going to come nearly at the same time. And I think that in 2020 is really when that Cubs team, that class, really felt that impact. I think this is the time now to address that that era is coming to an end. And um, I think 2021 is their their start to do that. Well, even if that end that the ending is coming very shortly for this, you know, franchise, you could say of the Cubs, this franchise team, they got a world series out of it. The core that of Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and, you know, so on a company were fantastic. With that being said as well, there were a lot of rumors that Chris Bryant would be on the move last year because the team was not performing well. He's still in uniform for the Chicago Cubs. He's still wearing one seven and going to be the starting third baseman come opening day in 2021. I've heard from a couple people. I've listened to a lot of um, Cubs podcasts this offseason. Some are saying that's a mistake. He's still there. What do you think about that? Chris Bryant still should be on this Cubs team. I don't know. I don't think that to that end, when you realize that you do need to start another rebuild phase or, or whatever the case may be here. I don't think you need to pull the trigger on all of these types of moves right away. I think this is really a time to, to plan where the team is headed. And the idea of breaking up that one-two punch of Rizzo and Bryant in the lineup without truly knowing what you're doing is, I mean, that's one of the best one-two punches there have been in baseball that I can remember. So I think it's really, you know, to trade a player like Chris Bryant is going to take a lot of thought and it's going to need to be done at the right time. 
with as much disappointment came in 2020 for the Chicago Cubs, what excited you the most of this team? Who really stuck out and was very impressive uh, and looking forward to for 2021 for this Cubs squad? You know, it's hard for me to say this, but I'm going to be really um, objective about it. And I'm going to say Craig Kimbrell, because, you know, what we saw from him in that final month of the season, you know, when it really counts, if you think about it, um, really holds a lot of promise and he's having an interesting spring, but, you know, you do have to take all of that with a grain of salt, especially with someone like him who might be tinkering, um, you know, just getting in his groove. But I think that if he's able to really fulfill that role and be the Craig Kimbrell that, you know, we've known through baseball in the past few years, that's going to be a really valuable asset on the back end for the Cubs. I'm here with Kat Garcia here on bringing the heat as we continue on 30 teams in 30 days. And we're talking about the Chicago Cubs. Kat, as we move on and start talking about 2021, obviously we're going to talk about some of the departures. We just discussed that Chris Bryant is still there. He did not leave after all of the trade rumors, but one guy that did head out was Kyle Schwarber. He's now a Washington national. That is someone who, when you guys made the world series run, the New York Yankees wanted him in a trade and decided to give you guys decided to give the Yankees Glaber Torres instead of Kyle Schwarber. I'm not sure if you think that's a, a regretful decision now, uh, but he's no longer on your squad. He's in the nation's capital. You also go rid of guys like John Lester, but you bring in another big bat to fill the role of Schwarber with the Dodgers, Jock Peterson. And that could very well be a nice upgrade. What is your thoughts about these, obviously the departures of Schwarber and guys like Lester and then bringing in Jock Peterson? Yeah, well, you know, kind of to that end that I was saying at the beginning of the podcast is when I actually realized that this is sort of an era that we're gonna have to go through was during the John Lester signing. And I remember what a big pivotal moment this was going to be for Cubs fans for at that time, what was the foreseeable future. And, but to that end, I remembered that there will be a time when he's no longer there. And, you know, to me, it just, the time came, you know, um, he served his purpose here. You know, Cubs fans really loved him. He really loved the organization. But, you know, it's it's time to move on, you know, um, and as far as the new acquisitions, I'm going to say getting Arietta and Jock Peterson, like you said, those two moves really made me excited for this team because, I mean, Jock Peterson, anybody would want him on your squad, um, you know, defensively and offensively. And he's having such a good spring that I really think that Kyle Schwarber is kind of in everyone's rearview mirror at this point. Well, and you just bring up Jake Arietta as well, and that's a perfect segue. I'd like to actually start talking about this rotation. Another transaction that happened this offseason was the departure of you Darvish. Uh, you Darvish and a couple other players, but Darvish obviously headlined that trade as he headed to San Diego. Darvish will be the opening day starter in San Diego. You'll have Kyle Hendricks as the opening day starter for Chicago, but you bring in a guy like Zach Davies from that trade. Obviously, Alec Mills still stays there, and we just talked about Jake Arietta. This rotation looks quite impressive, and it's gonna be it's gonna have to be impressive for this NL Central. The Central Division's getting a little tougher compared to seasons past with guys like Nolan Arenado coming in, you know, Paul Goldschmidt stepping up, and the Brewers making a couple of nice acquisitions. And you can't really say much about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but that's a whole nother podcast for a minor league podcast. But anyways, uh, your thoughts about the rotation of the Chicago Cubs after the departure of 
you Darvish and bringing in Davies and Arietta? Well, I mean, I think it, the Darvish situation is interesting because I think a lot of people thought that he was traded at the wrong time. And kind of like what I was saying with Chris Bryant is with these types of players, you really have to know when is the right time to kind of push that button. Um, and, you know, Zach Davies is, was a very instrumental piece in Milwaukee and he's had a great career. I think that he'll do well in the rotation. However, I don't know if he's the main return for Darvish and Caratini. Um, that's a little disappointing. I'm, I'm not going to shy away from saying that. Wilson Contreras and obviously Anthony Rizzo headline your catching in first base position. We go back to not having a universal DH in the National League. So we'll see these guys constantly play their positions, especially Rizzo. We're going to see him at the first base position, everyday first base, instead of maybe playing a little DH because it's no longer in the National League. Wilson Contreras has been a staple behind the plate for you guys the last few years. And Rizzo is obviously the veteran on the squad. Uh, I, I love the relationship between him and David Ross. I think it's one of the most fun ones to watch in all of baseball. What are your thoughts on these two positions as we start to go around the diamond? Yeah, well, I mean, Wilson Contreras has really solidified himself as one of the top catchers in baseball right now. And um, it was interesting to kind of watch that happen because it was just such a, a smooth, I would say, you know, all of a sudden he's just this amazing catcher that any team would want behind their plate. So I think that they're really, really uh, good there. And of course, I mean, Rizzo at first base, he's important on the diamond, but he's really, really important off the diamond. And like you were saying to his relationship with David Ross, and I think getting back together, kind of the gang and having David Ross and Jake Arrieta and Rizzo and Bryant together is really going to be you know, people don't see as much behind the curtain and how much that stuff matters, but it really, really does. And I think that in addition to them having a good team on the field, they're also working and tinkering with that clubhouse sort of dynamic. Do you think Anthony Rizzo is going to have a bottle of hand sanitizer with him for opening day this, this year? He probably will, you know, <laughs> with him, who knows? That was a riot seeing that. That was just perfect timing for him. And no, no other player could have done that as well as Anthony Rizzo did. Let's oh, continue. Yeah, he's good for the cameras. He yes. does a lot of great stuff. Absolutely. And what a what an amazing story, too. His story when he was in Boston, San Diego, and then over to Chicago. What an amazing story. Looking at the third base and shortstop, they're pretty solidified. Chris, Chris Bryant at third. Javier Baez, what an amazing shortstop. But second base could have a couple question marks. David Bodie, Nico Hornier. Your thoughts about the second base position. Is it solidified or are we looking at maybe a couple question marks still? You know, I think that there's going to be a couple question marks because like you said there, you can immediately point to Rizzo's first base, Bryant is third base, Javi's shortstop. But that second base, it's going to be somewhat of a platoon situation is what I'm feeling, not maybe a true platoon situation, but they're going to be splitting time there. And that is one position that does remind me a lot of the third base situation on the South side for the, you know, years and years um, where it seems as though this could work, but over 162 game season, there's going to be some holes there. Let's move on to the outfield. As we continue on here, looking at the 2021 Chicago Cubs, as we're only days away from opening day, I cannot wait. 
162, no longer, no more 60 games. We're going to have a full season. I cannot wait. We just discussed a couple minutes ago about Jack Peterson, how amazing he's going to be to be in the center of your lineup. But you still have guys like Ian Happ who can hit home runs. We've seen that time after time. Jason Hayward, I would, you know, arguably say he's on the downside of his career, but still can produce some numbers. And then you still have guys like Cameron Mabin who might make the team, Jake Marisnik, uh, veteran guys who could be utility players, possibility of those making the 26. What do you think about this outfield? Am I missing anyone or where do you see this going? Peterson obviously is the headliner though in the outfield. Right. And I think a lot of that because they have, uh, they're flush with options here is it's going to be a lot of uh, giving time to guys that need it more. Um, also working to like get Ian Happ's bat in the lineup. Like you said, uh, he had, he's having a good spring. He had great season last year. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of playing the matchups, you know, what you need your best defense out there for this team or this team or this game, this series, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but again, this is the characteristics of a team that is kind of figuring out where they're going to go from here. But I think that being said, they've also done a really good job in the outfield to kind of mask that. Like you said, if Jock Peterson is not, is, you know, out there, that already is going to make, makes this team have a leg up. The Chicago Cubs begin their homestand, begin their season with a homestand, six games three against the Pirates and three against the Brewers for that first homestand cat. What are you the most excited about? Oh man. I think I'm actually really excited for opening day because of Kyle Hendricks and, you know, just watching him progress through this team and become the, the, the worthy opening day starter on this roster has been so awesome. I mean, it's just been great. And a lot of people doubted him in his years coming up. And I don't think they thought that we would get here. And so for that to actually be happening and for, for me to kind of sit back and appreciate that this year, that's what I'm most excited for. Well, I'd love to put it all together after discussing these positions of the Cubs and what happened last year, offseason additions, all that good stuff. And I'd love to hear your expectations of 2021. The MLB win totals by DraftKings Nation predicts the Cubs at 79 and a half games. Do you believe that 80 games is what the Cubs are going to win? Is that too high or too low for you? I think it's possible. That's interesting because I was talking to someone earlier about uh, win totals and they predicted 79 for the Cubs. Um, so I guess that's kind of the favored number. Again, like you said, the division is a little tougher. This has been the division to watch for the last couple of years. It might be a little bit more. They're not going to win this with probably less than 79 wins. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just something to keep an eye on is that this division is going to be a little tougher, too. It is going to be a tough division for sure. If 79 is what we're seeing the Chicago Cubs do in 2021, that won't be enough for a playoff spot. We already talked about the fact that a rebuild is in the immediate future once again for this team. Could you see this team becoming sellers at the deadline? I think that really depends on the temperature of, you know, kind of the game, where where things are at, if how many injuries have we seen. You know, this is going to be an interesting season because guys aren't used to playing full seasons right now. Um, you know, just kind of like what the market is, what the demand is, um, things like that. 
I think they could be sellers, but at the same time, I don't think you're going to see anybody big move until the off season. That's just not a favorite move for me. Um, unless you get someone really, really desperate, you know? So like I said, it's all depends on how the season plays out. And that's for sure. I'll definitely be paying attention to see if maybe the rumors continue with a guy like Chris Bryant, because it's always fun to talk about stars on the move. Uh, we just talked about a few episodes ago about another infielder possibly on the move this year with Trevor story with the Rockies, almost the same kind of storyline here, but I think the Cubs are a little better than the Rockies. Kat, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. Before I let you go, though, I have to know a bold prediction for you for the Chicago Cubs. Where do you see this? What Give us something that maybe the listeners aren't paying attention to. What's your bold take for the Cubs this season? My bold take, and this is more of like wishful thinking for me, uh, something I want to see. What could possibly happen is I want Arietta to go on just like a crazy crazy streak not for like not 2015 2016 Arietta. we're not going to see that again uh but just for what he is now for to see him really get his stuff together and to be able to pitch in a similar manner that he did for the Cubs back in the back in their heyday I think that would be really awesome and I don't think it's too far out of reach Kat Garcia everyone thank you so much for joining me on bringing the heat She's a freelance journalist for some amazing places such as The Athletic, MLB.com, The Chicago Sun-Times, Fangraphs, and Baseball Prospectus. Hey, Kat, what do you got going on in the future? Let all the listeners know what you have and where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, right now you can find me on my Twitter at The Baseball Girl. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, opening days around the corner. I've got some stuff that I'm working on. So I will just say, stay tuned. Mostly just stay on my Twitter now. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. And that will do it for this episode of Bringing the Heat. Thank you so much once again to Kat Garcia. Again, you can find her on Twitter at The Baseball Girl. But until then, we'll be back here tomorrow as we continue on 30 teams in 30 days. We are only a few days away from opening day, and then it's just going to get wild. As we continue to bring the heat, I hope you guys continue to listen along. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>